A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other uh, and colleagues in education is it's essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Hello, welcome back to Hadig. It is still just me. I'm sorry, but it's me, Alexa. Hello, how are you? How did I get here? How did you get here? I don't know. Welcome back to the podcast. How did I get here? Where we live our best lives on the internet and come out on the other side knowing more but not feeling all that much smarter. I'm your host today and you are quite welcome. Uh, Just a reminder to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and always leave a review, please. Five stars, happy face, one to ten, whatever the best thing is, please do. Thank. And make sure you check out our YouTube, which is youtube.com slash dive studios or youtube.com slash dive pods for the full episodes. Yes. I have spoken this into existence now. Wow. Manifesting this. That didn't actually make any sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even hear it. I didn't register anything that just happened. I slept for I think once was, in my life. I, I so. think I was astro projecting. <laughs> projecting. <laughs> astro projecting. I think I was astro projecting in a corner while you were doing that. It's all good. Um, what are we talking about today, Alexa? Today, we are talking about the business of cheesy holiday <sighs> movies. Do you have a favorite? Cheesy holiday movie? Yeah. Um, I I mean, I, I have a favorite, like just in general, Christmas like movie, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas story. Yeah. That's a classic. That is a classic. I think it's very American though. Yeah. It's an older American film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if much I mean, I don't want to sound like patronizing, but I really do think it's true that I don't think many younger people would have agree be aware of it. Yeah. And I think you have to be like pretty American American yeah. to like have seen it. Cause it would always run on like TNT or like mm-hmm. TBS, you know, mm-hmm. cable TV in the States. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite like Christmas movie. Hmm. And then I think like I guess like Love Actually is like they're in the cheesy realm, like Love borderline actually. cheesy realm. I don't but know I, that movie. Love actually? Yeah. Yes, you do. You know all the references. It's with like the it's like the first movie that did, yeah, all like different storylines that all come together at the very end of the movie type thing. So it's one of those rom com ones. Yeah. So I don't but, watch them. But but what I'm saying, it's like it was like the first oh, really? one to do it. Oh. Um, I I believe so. Yeah. That's why it got it was so like crazy, like popular when it came out. And it's the reason that it's that classic like person answers the door, someone mm-hmm. holding a sign that has a message. Oh, that's where that originated. Playing, yeah, and it says like, like tell them that like carolers are here or something like that. Oh. That's that's from Love Actually. Yeah, oh, Hugh I Grant is in it. That. Um, the the guy, the Scottish guy. Who's the Scottish guy? The Scottish guy from Tekken. And ne- uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, he's in it. Everyone, oh. Keira Knightley's in it. Really? Every, everyone's in this movie. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. It's like um. I will say this. I, I think the reason maybe I think I like it so much mm-hmm. is that opening scene is very actually like meaningful. I oh. think um, I can spoil it because it's actually very disconnected from the rest of the movie. But the beginning intro part mm-hmm. of Love Actually is actually um, 
uh, people at Heathrow Airport mm. like greeting yeah. family like at arrivals mm. and stuff. And those are real people. And it was kind of like the… You hear like Hugh Grant's narration to open the movie kind of being like… A lot of negativity and negative people exist mm-hmm. in the world. But you will find that all around you… There is love. Oh. And so… And then the movie kind of starts. So… Okay. Do you like… Do you like cheesy movies? I, here's the thing with me. I like cheesy movies that are like the cult classic bad ones. Like The Birds. The Room. Things mm, like that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Did I say The Birds? It's just Birds, isn't it? The Birds? Alfred Hitchcock? Whatever. But I like those kind of cheesy movies. Yeah. Yeah. Basically just bad movies. Well, <laughs> no. Well, Alfred Hitchcock's not bad movies. True. I love A Rear Window. Yeah. I love Rear Window. That's one of my True. favorite movies True. and therefore one of my favorite Simpsons episodes because they did a Rear Window parody. Do you know what I'm talking about? When Bart breaks his leg. Yeah. Oh God. What else is there though? Like, uh, Isn't Trolls? Yeah, and then, Trolls and Trolls too. Yeah. You, They're eating her. You already said the room. Don't eat me. Oh my God. So for you, cheesy, does that um, mean cringe, for example? Because you know, some of those movies would be considered under the, like, the cringe yeah. category, right? I like just. Movies that are so bad, they're good. Like Mars Attacks. Mm. Just bad movies. Like the kind you watch with like a group of friends. Exactly. Just like all hang out and like kind of talking over the movie and stuff like that. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. So less, more that and less like Hallmark. Yeah. I'm, my mom loves Hallmark. I, I do not. I am a very emotional person. But when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm not that sentimental. Yeah. Like, so do you have a hard time watching those type of movies and feeling the same like, oh, it's fun to watch with a group of friends and kind of like make fun of it and mm. cringe at it, you know? Well, the only time I've ever experienced watching this kind of movie would be watching… I, I, I don't, it's not a cheesy holiday movie, clearly. But for me, it kind of falls in a similar category. The uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Okay, but that's like a a better… It's a better it's a higher version, quality movie. But yeah. I was watching it back when I was in college with my other theater major people. And like they all want… All the guys wanted to watch it. And I was like, for, for <laughs> what? For why? And like, I don't know. I, I did not have a good time watching it. Really? I, don't, I don't like rom-coms. I guess so. I really don't like rom-coms. Huh. Because <sighs> I… Yeah, I feel like there's like tears mm-hmm. of rom-coms for sure. Yeah. I feel like rom-com was a little bit more just kind of like… What is it like? Like a family stone. Like it's very yeah. more like it wasn't like um, whatever Ryan Reynolds used to always be <laughs> back in the beginning of his career. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and, and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing. <laughs> Works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Um, but yeah, so what what do our articles say in terms of why clearly people love it so much? Well, it says, How Hallmark Takes Over Your TV Every Christmas. 
The standard line about Hallmark's endless parade of made-for-TV Christmas movies is that they're dumb and super cheesy. This is not my words. The articles. <laughs> but they give your grandmother something to watch. And, oh, that's true. QVC and Hallmark, yeah. Uh, they embrace ideas of tradition and family, but only in the vaguest sense. Uh, they're apolitical in a way that people who blanch at the idea that all art is political call apolitical. Uh, most, if not all, of these movies will run for wait, run for year after year. The 2006 entry, The Christmas Card, which first helped Hallmark realize it could go all in on Christmas in November and December, has continued to air every holiday season since its debut. Really? Since 2006? Happy 14th birthday, The Christmas Card. As a teenager. Okay. I'm like, wow, yeah. Oh and then God. you got your quinceanera to look forward to. And then you got your super, super C16. There you go. Happy for you. And then when you turn 18, you're an adult, but nothing changes. So <laughs> You still can't rent a car. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Which is so dumb. We'll get into it later. <laughs> oh, I was just talking about this the other day with my friends. Um, let's see. And then streaming service Hallmark Movies Now. Oh, they have a streaming service now. Hallmark Movies Now. Hallmark has essentially created an endless media ecosystem for just itself. First, you watch a Hallmark movie on TV and then take in all of the ads that fund the movie's production budget. And then if you want to watch it again right away, you can subscribe to Now. And all that money flows back into the Crown Media coffers. Hmm. So capitalism for, for maybe I I think homework is also very like the states or like very North so. America type thing. Yep. So people outside of that, mm. how do you best explain like what this phenomenon has been? Because mm. it's been more so emerging, I think, in the past yeah. few years because of streaming. Mm. So Hallmark movies, Hallmark movies. <sighs> It's also like Lifetime, right? Like yeah. Hallmark Lifetime. I mean, to give an example, I this is actually probably a movie. I don't know. But so the plot of a Hallmark movie would be like, oh, it's like a mom and a dad with maybe one or two kids. And then, you know, I don't know, the dad gets deployed on like military service or like a business shit that takes him far away. But it's close to Christmas time and he won't be home. And then some like emergency happens and then the mom is panicking and then like oh I don't know if we'll ever see your father again and then on the day of Christmas the dad walks through the door and he's like I'm home family and it's like dad and then that's oh I feel like I feel like more so lately the typical like rom-com holiday Um, is always like this girl is a magazine editor-in-chief oh, and she's living the busy city life and she doesn't have time to settle down. But oh, what? An emergency back home. She has to spend a day or two, but just a day or two back in her old hometown in middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah. um, but then what is this? There's a big blizzard and she's stuck for the rest of the week and there's no flights. And who does she reconnect with? But that one boy from high school that she always ignored but loved the hometown sweet vibe. And they fall in love and she learns what it's like to slow down. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's what like most of them. I just I think I just described like Sweet Home Alabama or something. <laughs> I mean the Hallmark, like the rom-com ones. Yeah, yeah definitely. Ugh. Yeah. But that is kind of, it's kind of very like feeds into very just like… It's very niche. <laughs> I don't even know. It's niche. It's very accessible. It's kind of like anyone can watch <laughs> it. You know, it's like it, the, those movies oh. exist in an alternative universe where like your biggest problem is that like, uh, you know, will they or won't they? Yeah. Because you're so rich and you have this great mm-hmm. career going for you and every… It's like, you know, the male character is like the 
the youngest architect to make it big in the city. Yep. So money or career is usually not the problem. It's always just like, but my personal life. My pers- I can't <laughs> sacrifice my job and my like yeah. seven figures. And there's mm. always like a part where like the grandma curses and she's like, you're like, oh, that grandma's cool. Yup. <laughs> yup. Um, you're not into that. <laughs> and then somebody goes to the hospital for some reason and it's like, wait, when I said I didn't love you, I didn't mean it. <sighs> Dang. I'm not into this I kind of watch. I watch. I watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, everybody likes their own things. Check it out. Mm. You know, see for yourself. Don't take like our critiques or whatever to yeah. heart if you have not tried to enjoy it yourself. You have to go into it just as much as deep as they clearly went into it, which is not very much at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a. <gasps> yeah, don't take our word for anything, yeah. basically. Uh, A little bit more about this whole phenomenon. Uh, Netflix nearly broke the internet in 2018, apparently, when it aired its first original holiday movie, A Christmas Prince, set in the fictional town of Aldovia, whose appallingly unethical journalist lead and delightfully implausible plot elements, a Christmas ball or coronation extravaganza, adoption, snowball fights, and an attempted coup, just to name a few, earned it equal parts skewering and adoration on media, social media. Oh man, let's see. Uh, Hallmark produces original movies and shows throughout the year tied to occasions and holidays that include a countdown to Valentine's Day and even keepsake Christmas. In 2018, the total of 93 originals were produced, of which only 38 were for Christmas. And they said, well, this is a past interview, clearly. But for 2019, the goal was 103. Hallmark. Wow. Dang. They said, we know you have time to kill. <laughs> I mean… They said, what are you going to do? Actually, actually fall in love. <laughs> Where's the casting for these things? I mean, do they reuse actors for like all 100 of these things? No. Like, Vanessa Hudgens is in a lot of them, right? Really? Isn't that like the big joke or meme or whatever? That, She's like, a Hallmark girl? She, she, is it Hallmark? It's Netflix, right? She has this like weird deal with Netflix where like she's in multiple different… Um, like holiday rom-com type things. Okay. Yeah, she's in you one. Go. She's in one where it's like the night before Christmas, but the night is a pun about like a medieval night, and it's about a medieval night that accidentally travels through time and lands in like today's present and falls in love and with falls her. in love with her. <gasps> yeah, and then like she's in one where she plays like four different characters, like versions of herself. Uh-huh. One's like British. One's blonde. <laughs> One's blonde. One's like, oh, she's like, I'm blonde. And then, (laughs) I'm blonde. I'm blonde. (laughs) I look like you, but I'm blonde. And being it. Yeah, and some some other things. And like, they all like run into each other. They all like meet each other or something like that. Interesting. Um, But yeah. Interesting. You you got, you must check it out. All right, I will check out the Vanessa Hudgens Netflix quality things. Yes. She gave us High School oh, Musical. We got to give her a chance True. or something. We got to give her something back. Yes. Let's see. Uh, and this article says, Why are there so many holiday movies, cheesy holiday movies on TV right now? This is from Stylecaster. Uh, Lifetime has recently shifted their strategy to creating more original movies, many of which are holiday ones. And in the past couple of years, Netflix has thrown their hat into the holiday movie producing ring as well. But why is the streaming service, and everyone else, suddenly so interested in feel-good holiday films? Well, in short, because they make money and people will watch them. They're not banking on awards or acclaim. They're banking on the audience's desire for some good old-fashioned Christmas spirit. Good old-fashioned Christmas spirit. Do you like Christmas, though? I do. I love Christmas, Okay, you do like the holidays. Yeah, I like it for, you know, the family aspect, though. That's the thing. 
I'm not like for the, the sentiment, I guess. But did you grow up like watching like holiday things with your family? No. Maybe that's why you have no like attachment to it. Yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, I am Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. It wasn't like every Christmas, but sometimes we had watched things like The Passion of the Christ. I mean, even that's like an Easter thing, but still, you know, we would watch the Christian movies for these things. Prince of Egypt. Seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's up. Uh, I mean, again, this was not like a, a mandatory thing every Christmas. But that's what I grew up watching uh, on the holidays. Uh, but we didn't really watch Christmas movies. Like, what, not even like the other things, like I said, like A Christmas Story or Elf. I mean, Christmas Story, right? yeah. Elf, I think I saw that with my friends, actually. But I barely remember the plot of that movie. But it's not like a movie you revisit the way so many people no. always like revisit. Do you revisit films in general? For me, it's things that are like, I'm that girl, Tim Burton. I revisit all of his films like on the daily. So like, like Halloween time is where you thrive. Yeah, the spooky, the dark things. Like I also like bad horror films. Like the cheesy topic, things like the old Freddy versus Jason. Mm. Things like that I like. So, I mean, I've seen a few rom-coms and they're not bad. They're not bad. I mean… The Crazy Stupid Love with Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. So, I mean, she was the highlight of the movie for me. But they're just not my go-to, so to say. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like um, lately I've met more guys tell me that they love a good rom-com. Than, mm. than girls have said that to me. Girls will kind of like sometimes roll their eyes. Or they'll mm-hmm. be like, well, you know, I watch it ironically here and right. there at this movie. But then I'll get like certain guys will be like, no, I like… Unironically, very much enjoy mm-hmm. a good rom com. I like love, love or some whatever <laughs> type thing, you know. Yep. But yeah, I just mm-hmm. I feel like there's been like a slight shift. I agree. I know? agree. And I kind of like that because you know there was a like uh, stereotype. You know, oh, rom coms are girls. They're for yeah. girls. They're chick flicks. That's what they chick called flicks, it. Chick flicks. Yeah. Yes. But it's like you know, movies are universal, but some people just like different things. Meh. Did you watch um, The Room's, James Franco's, like, yeah, yeah, fictionalized the, version of The Room? What's the title of it? The… What is it called? Something? The Disaster Disaster movie. Artist. Disaster, Disaster Artist. Artist. Yes, did I watched watch it. it. It's incredible though because if you look at side-by-side comparison of the actual movie versus how they did it, it's like spot on. Yeah. <sighs> For those who don't know what The Disaster Artist or The Room is… Mm. So… We do have some younger listeners I'm aware so don't necessarily… I don't recommend watching The Room. It's a little adult but… It's just this really obscure movie. There's really no other way to describe it. But the plot really isn't much. It's just this guy and his friends. And he's got like his girlfriend. And then there's like cheating involved. And gratuitous scenes of things. And it's just really confusing. And then goes to a flower shop. And it's like, oh, hi, doggy. And then it's like, oh, hi, Mark. I did not hate her. I did not. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. It, gained, it, ga- it didn't necessarily gain attention for being a well-made film. Exactly. It gained attention for being the exact opposite of that. Exactly. Right? And it's not just the movie itself. Because the disaster artist with the Franco man, he basically uh, acts as Tommy Wiseau, who is the main actor, writer, director, and producer of The Room, who's just this estranged… Man, I, I don't think anybody knows where he's from or what his real name is or how old he is. He's just this legend. So the Franco man assumes the position of Tommy Wiseau in filming The Room. So the movie is about the filming process of The Room and the accuracy of how things were like recreated. It's kind of mind-blowing. I recommend The yeah. Disaster Artist over The Room if you're trying to figure out what this is because The Room is just so confusing. Yeah, watch The Disaster <sighs> Artist and if you're just curious about what the source material is, mm-hmm. then maybe you can check out… The room. The room. Um, if you're an adult. Yeah. Or if you're an adult. Yeah. You know. Mm. <laughs> if you're a grown person. Exactly. <laughs> because but. it is kind of just like weird. <laughs> yeah. Again, nothing's like scarring or disturbing. It's just 
Weird. Weird. In a very just like, huh, life's weird, huh? Yeah, basically <laughs> the, the movie ends so like, weird. I'm not going to get that in an hour and so long of my life back. But it was an interesting experience. Nor I do it. I want it back. Huh. Nor do I know where it went. Mm, <laughs> it went to the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> it disappeared <laughs> somewhere in the Pacific. You're right. Okay. So, yeah, that's, well, there you uh, go. Mm, there you have So it. what is the business? Of cheesy Christmas holiday films. What What is the business of cheesy holiday films? Basically, it's… Uh, I, I feel like it honestly just comes from the fact that businesses know that humans are a sucker for emotions. Especially around the holiday seasons. Because that's when we have the most sentiment and we hold our loved ones dearly. And you can bank on that. Capitalism. That's what that is. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> capitalism. Christmas capitalism. There you go. All right. Well, my ears are so tired. Ears are tired. Well, then so weary. Rest, rest those weary. Ears. I hate myself. I love you, Diane. Okay, thank you. Rest. Someone has to. You know what? You know what? You know. You know. With just that. With just that. We are going to rest your weary ears because somebody likes you. We're going with Joa Hamida. I like you by day six. There you go. <laughs>
And now we are back. Hello, welcome back from the song break. That was Joa Hamida by Day Six. Now we've reached the segment where we answer we, meaning me, answer your questions that y'all have sent in. This comes from Luminous Luminous Aura. Yeah, Luminous Aura on Twitter. When was the last time you did something for the first time? How does it feel? That's a good question. When was the last time I had like a first of anything? Hmm. Well. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess this works. I mean, today, the day we're filming this, uh, this past week, I don't know if you guys knew, but the Asia Artist Awards happened this week. And this was my first time getting invited, my first time performing. Uh, granted, I was invited to the Soribada Awards earlier this year, but AA, it's different. So uh, it was my first time performing on this kind of stage. We did an AR thing with like motion capture. It was my first time doing that kind of thing as well. It was really cool. It was really cool, actually. It was a great honor, rather, because they invited me to be the opening stage for the award show, actually. So being able to have that uh, kind of opportunity, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. What about you, Diane? What was the question? <laughs> when was the last time you did something for the first time and how did it feel? Oh, I did pottery for the first time. Ooh. I did pottery after years and years and years of saying how much I wanted to try pottery. Uh-huh. Um, and my hands are too strong. <laughs> That's literally the first thing I was told. My hands are too strong. I went to Jeju-do, oh, which is an island really? in South Korea that is a popular like trip destination. Hmm. And um, the first we, me and a couple, a few friends, we went and we had like no plan. Hmm. We just knew we wanted to go. Hmm. And then um, my friend Levi said the night before, he's like, "Guys, tomorrow, can I just have one request?" I just want to do an activity. She's like, I just want to make something. And we're like, what does that mean? And he's like, I don't know, like a painting or like, I don't know, pottery. And then we're like, okay, sure. Like we're, it was like 11 p.m. We're like, where are we going to find last minute a place to go make pottery? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of villages Mm. in Jeju. And like, it's kind of like a historic sites that you can pay like a mission price to like, just like walk around. And so there's like stations of things. And the one we went to, there's a pottery like house. And there's like an actual guy That's who so runs cool. his pottery store outside of it. And so he's the one who teaches you how to do pottery. And he'll ask you like, what do you want to make? Aww. And so I made a matcha like latte oh. cup bowl thing. Like a very nice. Korean typical style or hmm. j- uh, whatever. Um, and so he taught me like what the typical shapes are and like why. Like where the tea would gather and stuff like that. And so he helped meld it with me. And then… Um, yeah, and then he we painted it, and mm. then he sends it to he's gonna send it to my house in like a week. Oh, because you gotta like put it in the kiln and everything. Yeah, so it <gasps> takes like so two cool. weeks to bake or whatever. But yeah, so that was my thing. <laughs> That's so cool though. Dang, I'm gonna try pottery. Yeah, try it. Mm. it. If your hands are too strong though, it's tough luck. Hold up, how did you do that with your nails though? I sure barely didn't. <laughs> I learned how to like bend it back so that my nails wouldn't scrape against the Air. clay. Okay. He was like, not only did you come here with your freaking like dinosaur claws, you also have very strong hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean… Because he warned us. He was like, you know, when people first try, they don't realize how tough the clay is oh. and how hard they have to like push with their like arm or hand muscles. Mm-hmm. And so like usually he has to like help them right. like push it in. And then I heard this and I was like, okay, I love following directions. And so I went to go push it. He's like, all right, push it in. And I pushed it too hard. And he just like noodled up and spun <laughs> out of control. And he was like, on son no museo. And I was like, oh, sorry. You said you had to be strong. <laughs> anyway. Diane is strong woman. Okay. I was humiliated. <laughs> all my friends. 
can't believe you did that in front of my friend. And there's no videos of this at all. Huh? There's no videos there's, of this at all. I, I don't know the exact moment, but we have pictures. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Pottery. Dang. Try it. I want to. Well, there we go. Hmm. Oh, and then this one's specifically for Jay, unfortunately. But I will I will act in Jay's stead. Uh, Jay always talks about adopting a cat. Oh, this is from Jaystful Jaystful on Twitter. Uh, Jay always talks about adopting a cat. If one day you finally adopt one, would you prefer a kitten or a grown cat, and why? Interesting. Um, but no, actually, me as Alexa, I've actually also been wanting to adopt a cat, and my staff also asked me the same thing not too long ago. Actually, I think it was last week, because I've expressed interest in wanting to get a kitten and like raise it. But then they're like, you know, you could just get a grown cat. It's like, you know, it's less of a burden. You don't have to like raise it. You know, that takes more time. And like, because my schedule, it doesn't really allow me to be home the full time. I would need to properly raise one, I guess. But I don't know. Personally, I mean, a kitten or like at least a one that's a few months old. I wouldn't want a fully grown cat yet. But just one that's a few months old so I could still like train it a bit. But I don't, I don't really know. Depends on if the grown cat was fully trained or not. Because if it's like just feral, that's difficult feral. compared to a kitten. Because at least you can train a kitten when it's feral. You can't yeah. really do much with a grown feral cat. Can yeah. You? So stuck with its ways. Yep. Scratches oh. up all your curtains and mm-hmm. like yeah. It's gotta be nice to cats. Yeah. Be nice to cats. And with that, be nice to cats. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That that's if you took nothing away from today about the cheesy holiday movies, it's just be nice to cats. Be nice to cats and love be nice to you. And with that, we are going to wrap it up. Uh, remember, you can wrap it up like a Christmas gift. Manifestation. Ah! <laughs> You're welcome, everyone listening. <laughs> remember, you can always send us your questions to the hashtag Hadig and let us know what you think should be the next subject for the next episode. Remember to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, which is at The Dive Studios. Our YouTube is youtube.com slash Dive Studios. And then for the full episode, you can go to youtube.com slash dive. Pods. And we also have a tickety talkity, which is at the Dive Studios. Remember to subscribe and leave a review for us, and we will catch you guys later. Peace. How did I get here? With Jay. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and, and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.